Behaviour at Mikala is misunderstood by Amelia Andrews. No excuses discipline is unfair and unkind. All of pupils at Mikala are expected to be on time, properly equipped and polite at all times. We do not pay lip service to these high standards and pupils are taught from day one that they face demerits and detentions when these expectations are not met. To people both in and outside of the education sector, the idea of no excuses discipline can seem unfair and unkind. They're children. We all make mistakes. Life happens. My experience at Mikela has revealed the opposite. No excuses discipline is both fair and kinder than the alternative at some excuse system. In such a system, rules are not really rules, and not all pupils are held to the same standard. While we maintain high standards, we do everything we can to enable our pupils to meet them. If pupils were repeatedly punished for not meeting unattainable standards, they would quickly lose faith in their teachers and school. A good example of this is our school stationery shop. From even before the first day at Mikala, we clearly lay out our expectation that pupils always have a full set of working equipment, including a ruler, a calculator, and various coloured pens. Pupils will receive detentions if they do not have the expected equipment. Our school stationery shop is open every morning, and pupils can buy any items they need, which are cheaper than in high street shops. If the stationery shop runs out of a particular item, we waive detentions for that item on that day. In summary, we make it imminently achievable for the pupils to meet our expectations regarding equipment. One of the reasons a sum excuses system is inherently unfair is that pupils quickly find ways to work their system. If pupils see that an excuse is accepted, soon every pupil will be using it to avoid sanctions. This is just human nature. If some excuses are accepted, we are incentivizing pupils to lie. These creates a situation in which only the most honest pupils, who are willing to admit their own culpability, get detentions. No excuses discipline is fair because it means that teachers do not have different standards for different pupils. We'd expect the same of all pupils, regardless of their situations and circumstances. And we gave children agency by holding them accountable for their decisions. We do not limit them to be to being predestined victims of their circumstances. What's more, we narrate to control that every child has over their situation. Late because of bus, plan to get an earlier bus. Don't have all of your equipment. Take five minutes before you go to bed at night to double-check what's in your bag. The overwhelming majority of the excuses can be addressed by just a small change. In making pupils responsible for their choices, we、we'll、avoid the toxic scenario of pupils blaming their teachers for sanctions they receive. We each teacher set their own standards. Pupils say things like, "Miss gave me a detention. Miss hates me, so I hate Miss." 
Among pupils, this creates destructive resentment towards teachers. Among teachers, it instigates a race to the bottom to become the hero teacher who always lets pupils off. When rules are explicitly communicated and consistently upheld, the consequences of poor decisions are not my teacher's fault. The pupil knew the rule and chose to break it. The teacher was just following the system as every other teacher in the school would have done the same. This clarity and predictability is beneficial for all pupils, but most of all for those who have unstable and chaotic home lives. We believe, and we call it, that no excuse discipline is in fact kinder because it enables pupils to create good habits, which will set them up for success when they leave school. If we constantly overlook, for example, a pupil forgetting their pen or being late, we'll not be insisting on them becoming more organized or punctual, nor will we be preparing them for their adult lives. An insurance company, for example, won't pay out if you forgot to renew your house insurance, nor an airline delay a flight because your taxi broke down. In the moment, upholding the rule and implementing the section can feel difficult or unkind, but no excuses discipline puts the child first. As adults, we have a duty to prioritize our pupils' long-term interests over. Our short-term impulse to avoid feeling unkind, and we let them off, we let them down. Finally, I cannot help but wonder if the discomfort surrounding no-excuse discipline is rooted in its bringing into stark, uncomfortable clarity of our tendencies to make excuses in our own lives. The philosophy of no excuses discipline is one of personal responsibility and individual agency, which, although empowering, can also be daunting. In unashamedly refusing to allow pupils to use their circumstances as an excuse, we are indirectly challenging pupils to face up to the reality of their own agency. Since coming to Mikala, I have been challenged in my own life to spend less time fixating on things which are outside of my control, but easy to blame. This philosophy of personal responsibility asks us to account for the impact we have on our own lives and the lives of others. It is only by showing this weightier responsibility that we can find true meaning and fulfillment in our lives. It is only when we own our failures and our successes that we learn, change, and grow as an individual. The next thing is that teachers at Mikella are detention-giving robots. It might be assumed that at a school like Mikella, with such effective and consistently applied behaviour systems, there is less need for teachers to form positive relationship with their pupils. Similarly, similarly, it is easy to imagine that teachers who implement an inflexible no-excuses discipline system must be robotic and unfeeling. The reality is that relationships are just as important, if not more, in a no-excuse school as in any other, and that rather than constraining them, tight systems and structures create a school environment in which relationships flourish.
Teachers at Mikala invest in relationships because we recognize that the system has limited power in making children work hard. The threat of detention might be effective in motivating an 11-year-old to complete 30 minutes of homework, but it is futile in motivating a 15-year-old to put in the hours of revision required to achieve top GCSE grades. It is not the system at Mikala that inspire, motivate, and encourage our pupils to work hard. It is the excellent relationships that teachers develop with pupils. Then, because we hold pupils such high standards and are not afraid to give demerits and detentions, it is vital that we show our pupils that we do this because we care. Teachers at Mikala consistently follow up sanctions with narrations and restorative conversations, which remind pupils that we are on the side and we want the best for them. You might hear a teacher say, "I'm giving you a demerit because I know how important this lesson is, and I hate for you to fall behind." For Mikala's approach discipline to be successful, there must be a collective pupil trust that the teachers are doing right by them, even when pupils might not like the teacher's detentions. Mikala's system and no excuses discipline policy enable positive teacher-pupil relationships to flourish. The duty system, which has teachers doing multiple daily duties, providing regular opportunities for positive relationship-building interactions with pupils throughout the school day, the good manners and sense of gratitude for the teachers that we instill in our pupils, are the foundation for respectful and enjoyable conversations. In the classroom, our sky-high standards of behavior enable teachers to share moments of laughter and light-heartedness with the pupils without fear of derailing their lessons. Mikala's highly effective behavior policy is not a substitute for positive teacher-pupil relationships, but these relationships are at the same time necessary because of and enabled by our no-excuses approach. Strict behavior system don't allow children to be children. That's another misconception. Inevitably, there are as many ways to respond to this misgiving as there are ways to conceptualize what it means to be a child. Some argue that the essence of a child is to be curious, to make discoveries, and to figure things out for oneself. This conceptualization leads the conversation down the well-trodden discovery, learning versus direct instruction track, which I will not rehearse again here. But for others, the idea of childhood is closely connected with a particular idea of freedom. For them, the freedom of the child involves not having any real responsibilities. It is about being carefree. The fewer restrictions placed upon the child, the freer they are. Proponents of this view argue that the best thing schools can do for children is to place minimum restriction on their behavior and allow them to choose what to learn and how to learn it. We don't do this at Mikala. Instead of a negative freedom, we seek for our pupils' higher positive freedom, their freedom to be the masters of their fate. In order to maximize the positive freedom our pupils will experience when they leave Mikala at 16 or 18, we restrict the negative freedom in the short term.
If we want to give our pupils maximize, maximum freedom to control their future, we must ensure that they acquire grades, knowledge, and individual habits. GCSE and A-level grades act like keys which open doors in further education and the workplace. The better the grades, the more doors our pupils are free to open. The foundational knowledge they receive through a rigorous traditional education will enable them to access further learning formally or informally as they so choose. They will also have the necessary cultural knowledge and confidence imbuing familiar, familiarity to engage with and appreciate a wide range of cultural activities. The habit of self-discipline and the ability to make sacrifice will be essential for their pursuit of personal and professional goals. All of these restrictions we place upon pupils' freedom in school are in the service of this greater freedom for their adult lives. It is not only positive freedom in their adult lives that Michaela's no-excuse discipline system facilitates. Through the imposition of limits and boundaries, we seek to free our children from two of the greatest threats to their childhood. The use of technology, particularly social media, and bullying. This freedom that Michaela pupils have to enjoy their childhood is most visible when they are playing at lunchtime. They are chatting and laughing with their friends, skipping playing table football, and all without the toxic invasion of camera phones, social media, or the threat of unkindness from bullies. The consistent presence of adult authority means that children do not feel pressured to fill in an authority vacuum by acting older than they are, and instead are given permission to enjoy being children. You would be hard-pressed to find a school in a country which doesn't profess to practice zero tolerance when it comes to bullying, yet never before have I come across a school which has taken this commitment so seriously. At Michaela, we fill the spaces where bullying typically hides, the corridors during transition, in the toilets, at the back of the chaotic classroom, with authoritative teachers present, thereby dramatically reducing the possibility of bullying. This is a clear example of freedom arising as a result of limitations and boundaries. It is explicitly because they are not free to roam around the corridors without teachers' presence that our children are free to enjoy their school life without worrying about being bullied. If teachers want to protect pupils' childhoods in the present and give them freedom to craft flourishing adult lives for themselves in the future, then it is teachers' duty to wisely choose and steadfastly enforce the right restraints and boundaries for the pupils. Although I have only been teaching at Mikala for a few months, it is clear that its reputation for strictness is deserved. Rules and policies are in place, and both staff and pupils are expected to respect them. But we do this in the belief that our pupils, rather than being constrained and squashed, are in fact being provided with a consistent and safe school environment. They are learning the self-discipline and responsibility which will equip them to succeed and find fulfillment in whatever path they follow after Michaela.